Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Spectators Podcast. My name is Julian, and I am here with a buddy of mine. We've known each other a little bit through the, t- the Twitch spheres, and um, we, we, it's about time we had him on here. Ken, welcome on. Welcome in. Welcome to your first podcast episode, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what's up? I'm Ken. I've never done one of these before, so uh, bear with me. I like to be funny. I watch the Yankees, the Giants, and the Knicks, so my life is very unfortunate and depressing. A lot of pain. Lots uh, of a pain. whole lot of pain. And um, yeah, I, I hate a lot of things. That's he is the, he is the hater that we've needed to fuel these um these narratives that we've been building over the last 197 episodes which is pretty crazy i know there's a little bit of of a break between this and the last one but it's okay we're back we feel good we feel confident and again we're happy to have kin on board you can find him at underscore 24 kin on twitter if you do want to throw him a follow and show him some love over there and as well of course follow us spectators media while you're at it on all the platforms let's get into it we are in the middle of some postseason baseball, our New York Yankees were horrible this year, to put it pretty bluntly. But so was the rest of the AL East. Shout out to all of them having as many wins as the Yankees. A big, fat goose egg with three teams getting in. The ALCS. Oh, sorry. I, I, I thought you were no, going no, no. to cut you off there. But no, well, we have one positive for the Yankees. Okay. Anthony Volpe is a gold glove finalist. And true. if you vote correctly, he should win the gold glove. He should. Just, just a random little thought out there. Among the three finalists, he uh, he does have the best defensive stats out of those three. So it's a little you know off topic from that, but I just feel like we should throw that out there. This is true, and we do have mm. the finalists for both leagues at every position out. That came out today, actually. So I think that's a fan voted thing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or platinum glove is platinum glove is, and then gold gloves aren't. But they still don't know how to get those right. I'm sure it'll. I'm sure like Alejandro Kirk will win for catcher. We'll be like. The hell is this? <laughs> Whatever. Congrats to the Blue Jays fans for a trophy. Put the banner up. The Rays will not be winning one because that Wander pack is hitting hard. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, not, not a great guy. No, at all. Bad, even. <laughs> Some would say the streets yeah. of the Yeah. Of- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Terrible, but, if you will. Dude. And, and speaking of bad, bad guys. Not in that type of way, of course, but just in in their timings of things. The NLCS and the ALCS are going on, and Nicholas Castellanos, you know bad things are happening in the world when he goes on a heater like he's on right now. I'm going to need everybody to check on your family members every time the Phillies are playing baseball because, my God, this guy cannot stop hitting home runs. It's actually unreal. (laughs) (laughs) It's just actually unreal. He didn't hit one yesterday, but he went – Three straight games with a home run. Two in the first, two in the second, and one in game one. And then Kyle Schwarber's going crazy and Bryce Harper's going crazy. The Phillies are, like, terrifying. Again, not just for the family member stuff. And, and whenever the world's kind of in a bad place, Castellanos is like, don't care, pink. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. But, like, they just hit a trillion home runs. And before we started this, you mentioned it. You're like, they're kind of proving like home runs win games. And if you're hitting home runs, you're probably going to win. And that's how a lot of the advanced analytics are moving towards Kyle Schwarber barely had above a one or above a zero war this year, but he had 47 home runs and hit sub 200. He has four home runs, this playoffs, and he is a reason that they are winning. Yeah, no, it's, uh, 
you know, typically this is a generational gap, but uh, a di- usually a different generation will say, oh, we need more contact hitters, especially when it comes to playoff time, that home run or bust mentality doesn't work. No, that's exactly what works. And the reason being is you're facing the best pitching in the league in the playoffs, typically, and you're not going to get four, five, six hits in a row every doesn't single happen. game. Like It just it never happens. So you know how you win the game? You hit two hits and they're home runs. And there That's, was like a walk before that, and now exactly. it's three nothing. And then you go throw your fantastic bullpen out there with your starter that just went six because everybody ends their starts early now because you're just trying to get those fresh arms out there. The Phillies are like living proof of that. Their their rotation's great. Their bullpen's okay, and they're going to give the ball to their okay bullpen with a lead more often than not, which is obviously a comfortable place to be. And they've been demolishing everybody. Like these playoffs have not been particularly close for most of these series and most of these games. And they're, I mean, they're just lighting everybody up. 10 nothing yesterday. Yeah. And I remember when the, when the Phillies like first put this team together of uh, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, among others, there was all these memes going around where the Phillies were just like, oh, ball go boom. And that's it. No mm-hmm. defense, no nothing else. Just ball go mm-hmm. boom. Um, and, um, those memes have aged, I will say, I, I want to say poorly because they're actually really, really good. But at the same time, they've aged very well because the ball does, in fact, go boom. It's kind the memes are kind of like completely accurate because this team is so not built to win 100 games in a regular season. And no they facts. haven't yet. They won 90 this year. 90 is like not a lot in the old playoff format with one wild card. Like they might not have made it like in regular years this year. They would have but like 90 wins mm. is not always enough. Shout out the new playoff format. But now that 90 wins is essentially always enough or like right there on the fringe. Get in and go crazy. And that's kind of just what's happening here. They got in. They're going crazy. They beat the Braves two years in a row. Thank God for that. We love that because, boy, I don't want to call Braves fans annoying because it's not their fault that like, they're the only team in the South for like eight states of coverage, right? Like there's not a team between them and Tampa Bay. And then there's not a team between them and the Orioles and the Nationals. So there's just a lot of space and a lot of fans and a lot of states, right? And it, just that much area just breeds a lot of annoyingness, right? There's so many of you guys, you echo chamber off each other. And you lose <laughs> perpetually in the 90s. And now you just have the rebirth of the 90s in the 2020s. It's the same thing. You have the best team at everything. And you can't beat the 90-win Phillies because my name is Nick Castellanos and I hit home run. Boom, like you go, can't, boom. It's so funny and I love it so much. So shout out, to, shout out to the Phillies for that. And for Philadelphia to have a team that people are rooting for, impressive because people hate Philly. I mean, what else is there to root for, man? I mean, you have the Astros. No one wants to root for that. People are fatigued. You have the the Rangers, who I refuse to root for for reasons I won't get to on this podcast. Um, okay. <laughs> and then, like, the Diamondbacks, yeah, they're cool, but, like, the Phillies are just cooler. Like, let's be real. Yeah. They're literally just cooler. That's Yeah. The, the Diamondbacks are a cool team, and they are young, and Corbin Carroll's right. sick. But just, like, it is, it is, like, a little brother, at least right now. Because they're really young, so. And then, like, to to go along with um, the 
Braves fans, you know, we've had to listen to Braves fans all season comparing this season to Aaron Judge's season from a year ago, trying to say it's one of the best seasons of all time, which, okay, if you word it that way, yeah, it is one of the best seasons of all time. It's it's probably especially like one, for a team. Like, and it, it's probably like the 100th. Best. Oh, oh, wait, I, I didn't even say Ronald Acuna is what I'm specifically saying. I forgot to mention. I figured, him, I think. yeah. But yeah, yeah it, if you say he's like the one of the best seasons of all time, yeah, it's like top 100. Which which would make it one of the best seasons of all time. You are right. Hey, but top 100. There's a lot of seasons. A lot of guys who played this game. So shout comparing out. Comparing it to Aaron Judge. Yeah, I'd be. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a. I should have pulled it up because I don't have it off the top of my head. But it's like a mm-hmm. two or three ward difference. I should have Aaron Judge last season. Eleven point six WAR. Real quick, let me just pull up pull up this season real quick. Ronald Acuna this season eight point three. That's Fangraphs WAR. That is a three war difference. They are not comparable. Aaron Judge it's not comparable. Somewhere up here. Off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> At least in season historicness. Right. right. I mean, was it 40, 70? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, of course. The it's pretty crazy. crazy. And no, it's super I impressive. I don't want to discredit his season, but it's not comparable to how great Aaron Judge was last year. And yes, I'm th- a Yankees fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think just like the 40, 70 milestone fact of it is like that's never been done. So people are like. Which oh, yeah. it's super impressive and it's super warranted. And he's one of the more dangerous right handed young players that there are just. It was a good season. Try to get more than one hit in the playoffs next year. That's <laughs> uh, it was one. It's tough scenes. Uh, the ALCS is exactly kind of how you ex- like said. Astros, people were kind of tired of it. Obviously, there's still the lingering cheating things. Um, I'm kind of over it, and I don't know how you feel about it. It was a long time ago. I don't really care anymore. Just the fact that this is their seventh straight LCS is like, damn, dude, can we get somebody else in here? But, like, they're inevitable. They are down 2-0. They are Thanos. They are inevitable. They are down 2-0. Both of those losses were at home. Game three is tonight, like, in, like, 20 minutes, so... By the time you're watching this, you're probably at game four or even at game five already. Whatever. This series is far from over. I'll tell you that. The other one feels kind of over 2 0. This one feels far from over at 2 0. Valid. Unless, unless they come in tonight and get a win. I am almost positive Max Scherzer is pitching tonight and he hasn't pitched in about a month. Maybe a little bit less than a month. If Max Scherzer comes out today just looking healthy and ripe, I don't see how the Rangers don't win the World Series. Yeah, I'm about to say something uh, despicable as a Yankees fan. Okay, 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 Um, okay. I want Houston to win. Okay. I mean, you said you don't like the Rangers for whatever reason. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the Rangers. Um. I want to go back to your cheating thing uh, about the Astros. You know, at first I was one of those people that was like, wow, these guys scum of the league. I hate them. Terrible. Uh, But the more I thought about it, I was like, man, people chat all over Houston and Houston fans for the better part of like two years. And then it kind of died down and no one really, I will say, I won't say no one cared anymore, but they stopped talking about it. Right. Yeah. Now that when you look at it that way, if I had to listen to two years of the rest of the league shitting on my team, I'd be like, yeah, I really wish the Yankees would have done better at cheating. Yeah, that's so they tried. Worth it. <laughs> they tried. Yeah, yeah, why couldn't they just be better at cheating? So sad. 
so short answer i don't i don't care about it anymore yeah, I, I haven't cared about it in a while. I yeah. I do just dislike like Altuve. Like I think he's awesome. He's probably a Hall of Famer. It's just like, dude, can we get that little can we get that little like little shit out? Like, please. Like, can you stop throwing him first pitch homer or <laughs> fastballs to him? Like, please. I feel like we'd hate him less if he was at least like five eleven. No, I I used to be the biggest Altuve fan <laughs> ever because I am a short king. We're like the same height. So I was like, hell yeah, I like this guy. He's doing it for me. And then like that whole cheating thing, and he stole the MVP, and I'm like, oh. Oh, how cute. Little stepping stones. Yeah, it's the tech. <laughs> so pretty, pretty sad. But I hope, personally, I hope the Rangers win this series. It would be pretty cool to see. Like, I like when teams do a full rebuild and it works. Like, you go, you get the draft picks, you're bad for a while. Then you go make the Grom, Corey Seager, Semien. You get those guys, you pay the money, then it works. It's like, that's how it's more or less supposed to be done cool to see right. it work because it doesn't always work that way so i uh i'm kind of with it the phillies are kind of the same way honestly so like oh absolutely i got no beef with really any of these teams outside of the astros and again i don't really care just a little fatigue like give me something new give me some spice it's valid. that's the main feel that's the main feel on that so yeah those will be probably wrapped up by the next episode and um we'll have a, a nice little world series preview or maybe even like your game one, probably not, but like probably a preview for the World Series coming next episode. And we'll talk all about how these series went. That'll be exciting. Uh, moving on to a little bit of NFL, definitely something that uh, we have all been locked into, despite you and my team both being hot, hot trash. Yeah, should we should we talk about them? No, they no, don't. We, no, we, no, it's don't wasted breath. Wasted breath. Yeah. We're not you good. Sure, you sure you don't want to talk about your Vikings at all? No, I'm no? good. You don't go through. Okay, I'm fine. We'll do it like another episode, not today. <laughs> well, actually, we might wind up talking about them today because how I wanted to start this was we're gonna look at the quarterbacks that have been obviously in the league this year, and it feels like the gap between the high end guys and the mid end guys has really kind of shortened. A lot of the high-end guys coming into the season that we we expected to be one, two, three, four, five best quarterbacks in the league, they haven't fully performed to that standard. Some of the middling guys have performed better than we kind of expected. So I want to know how you and I both feel towards the five best quarterbacks in the league right now. This is not including what you did in 2016. <clears throat> this is... In 2016, he says. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some old guys. There's some old guys. But this is right now, if you wanted a quarterback on your team, the five best guys. Hmm. Right now, if I want a quarterback on my team, look, I don't care how the Chiefs look, because this is the same discourse every single season, right? Every single season, the Chiefs, they start off, their offense looks like, eh. And then they start to figure it out and then they get 14 wins and then they make it to at least the conference championship game. So with that being said, number one guy, always going to be Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we're being honest, even with the, like you said, the gap looking a little closer, I'm still going Patrick Mahomes and then like three levels down. Okay. Then the next choice. Um, And, you know, this is an interesting pick because Strictly based off arm talent, I had this conversation with you off uh, 
when we weren't recording, strictly based off arm talent, the top two guys have to be Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Just the absolute zip they have on the ball, the accuracy that they can have, their ability to improvise, all that put together, playing the quarterback position. There's no two better guys in the league than that. But at the same time, Josh Allen, he's just known to make at least two to four plays a game that are like, wow, that really could have lost the Bills the game there. Or that did lose the Bills the game. Or did, yeah, or did. Um, With that being said, the safest pick at number two for me feels like Tua. Which is crazy because I don't think anybody really coming into the season had like Tua this high. And I think there's going to be a lot of discourse around Tua being two where it's like, well, he's a Mike McDaniels. Like, that's the offense. Like, obviously, it's a historic offense right now. They're at like over 3,000 yards six games into the year, which is crazy. Right. Uh, but, I mean, he's leading the league in yards by a good chunk, and his his QBR has been great. I think he leads the league in quarterback rating right now. And he has an abundance of riches at, at positions, right? I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen are fantastic. Then they just have Raheem Mostert, the fastest running back in the league. And then, oh, a actually faster than him, apparently. And he's their backup. They have just crazy, crazy depth on offense. And maybe this is feels like we're rating the offense more than we're rating Tua, but he's not throwing very many passes like we've seen at the beginning of his career and even at Alabama at times where we're like, I don't know. Like, that's not great. He's throwing downfield. This that's, isn't the guy. Yeah, when they got Tyreek Hill. When they got Tyreek Hill, we legitimately said, yeah, Tyreek's going to burn him, and Tua's going to throw the ball 15 yards short. That is not happening. And it did when they first got him, and that is not the case anymore. Yeah, so um, very important stat to look at is time to throw. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, you can look at something like, oh, time to throw. That's a great thing. They're getting the ball out quick. Or you can look at someone like a – someone I'll pull off the list real quick – Daniel Jones is about top 10-ish in shortest time to throw in the league at 2.73. And the reason being is his offensive line is terrible, right? So his time to throw is bad, and he's only throwing the ball six yards down the field. Terrible. Now, Tua Tagovailoa, number one in shortest time to throw at 2.37 seconds. Crazy. On top of that, he's stretching the field. His average throw is eight yards down the field. Those two things don't mix, but what that tells me, and this is going to sound crazy, but Tua may have, how do I word this? He may be the best in the league at throwing with anticipation, as in, like, he's getting the ball out quick, throwing it downfield. Usually those two things don't match, but he's throwing it to a spot like, this is where Tyreek's going to be on this play, or this is where Waddle's going to be on this play. And it's making for an incredibly entertaining and efficient offense. Yeah. And I think I'd probably agree with you. Like he's probably second best right now, at least Um, there might be guys I think have a little bit more talent generally. Like you said, Josh Allen, Um, maybe even guys like Trevor Lawrence or, or, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, but in terms of the talent and the playing and the production to a, to me is number two as well. Um, Number three for me, and you tell me how you feel about this. I think I am going to go with Josh Allen. 
I don't love how he's performed this year. He's been really good at times. He's again still been Josh Allen with some of the the head scratching decisions. But at the same time, the arm strength is way too good. He's one of the five best runners at QB in the league. And it's not like he has like the greatest weaponry in the league, but they still wind up being, I don't know what they are in terms of offense right now, but they're probably, I'd imagine a top five scoring team. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would also put Allen in that three spot. Um, as long as he has Stefan Diggs, really, if he doesn't have Stefan Diggs, he's, um, he's Mitch Trubisky in his first two years in the league. Look at the stats. I promise you. It's there are, very, there it's are, very, there it's are very stats. real. It is. It is. If you look at the first two seasons of Mitch Trubisky, you get the first two seasons of Josh Allen, but better. Um, so as long as he has Stefan Diggs, yeah, he's an easy top three, even maybe even top two. Um, and Josh Allen has talked a lot more about not trying to be a hero, right? Yeah. Um, but we still need to see that because there's still times where he plays that hero Price ball him. at quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, that throw against the Giants to I forgot the tight end's name. Uh. It was the Titans' first catch of the of his career year. Um, touchdown, won them the game. First target of the, the year. First target, yes. Yeah. That that's a great throw. Don't get me wrong. And it shows his talent. But that's one of those plays where it's like, why did he just throw that? Yeah. And against a good team, that throw is either incompleted or likely intercepted, but it has a very, very low uh completion percentage. Yeah. And that's kind of what makes him at number three because he can make those improbable plays probable, which is why Mahomes will always be one as long as he's like seemingly healthy and not just regressed past the point of the shell of himself because uh, he does the same thing. So it's kind of the the gift and the curse. You have the talent to do it, but should you? Is it is it smart? That particular instance, obviously the results worked out. Would that work out against... The Niners, probably not. Would that work out against even like a Saints team? Probably not. It was the Giants. We got past it. We ball. Right. Knowing your opponent matters. Um, and uh, who you got for number four? See, this is where it gets hard. Um, you know, you have a guy like, like Brock Purdy where you could throw him top five as long mm. as all he has to do is what's asked of him. Um, but if I want to take a guy that I think can actually go out there and make me a play, I'm probably going to throw Justin Herbert in that four spot again, okay. based on the talent and what he can do. Um, unfortunate that, um, you know, Josh Palmer is a second best receiver. He's not terrible, but you know, also you like have... the worst head coach I've ever seen in my life, potentially. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> Like actually uh, ever. It's insane. Hate that I share a first name with that guy. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky, Mr. Staley. <laughs> yeah, no, I think just pure talent alone, uh, Herbert would go out for. But then the same thing where like Allen's just better. Um yeah. Herbert can also try to do too much, thinking that he can complete any pass possible. And then obviously Mahomes is just there's levels to this, and then Tua. So yeah, I mean, I feel like his four is just a good spot for him there. Yeah, I, I think I agree as well. Um, and you mentioned Brock Purdy. I I kind of want him somewhere in the mix. He's probably closer to like seven. 
uh, despite him being fantastic this year, we're not taking any of that away. Just like you do have to take into account, like you said, go make me a play. Like this play is in tatters and it wasn't how the script kind of went. How can you recover a play? Uh, he hasn't played great this year. In fact, he's been pretty bad this year. But Joe Burrow has to still be here somewhere because we've seen over the years, this is the worst he's played ever in the spotlight. And he's getting out of it a little bit. The last two games, the offense has been better. It's definitely been a lot better. The The team as a whole is kind of struggling and the feng shui feels a little bit off. Maybe it's because he hasn't been great. Maybe it's because there was like the ankle stuff that people have talked about. He's not 100%. And I, that probably has a lot to do with it, but it's hard not to put Joe Burrow in the top five when as a package, if you just said like based off of everything in the league, he's a top three quarterback. I know we take the step back and look at the season and look at the results and all that. But again, it's hard to not look at the things that he can do and say he's number five. Yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, just perfectly valuable. I, I will say, I think he is a top three three or top four regular season quarterback, but I'm always very uninspired when I watch his playoff performances. Um, there's nothing that Joe Burrow has ever done in the playoffs that go like, wow, like yeah. Joe Burrow just won that game. Um, so, I mean, I think these two are interchangeable. If you're looking at, I mean, first of all, you're looking at health, um, you'd pick Burrow, but I also think you can throw Lamar Jackson in this spot, um, especially yeah. with how he's, he's ran the ball this year. I mean, yeah. I think he's like fifth in rushing yards right now. Pretty yeah, sure he's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's and classic his, Lamar though. His ability to throw the football, even when his receivers drop the ball at a 70% rate. Uh, I love Lamar in this spot as well. Yeah. Uh, Lamar has just always been such a great dual threat and he's never had the receivers. Maybe one day he'll get some receivers, but people tried to tell me, that Zay Flowers and Odell and uh, Rashad Bateman were going to be like at least a pretty solid group. They are pretty not solid. I mean, Zay Flowers is okay. He will be. But him. is it? I don't even know if he will be him. He looks okay he though. Be. He looks fine. Is he ever an actual number one? Probably not. I don't think that's there. Like a real number one. Like go like a Keenan Allen. He's not that. No, he's, he's not a Diggs. He's you know, and and Keenan Allen's like lower on the end of the number ones. Yeah, at this so, point in his career, yeah. Even though he's been fantastic this year, too. Uh, I do like that, though. I, I wouldn't be mad about putting Lamar, especially when you account for this season. And he hasn't been, like, spectacular, but he's made some really big plays when the Ravens need it, and they've won quite a few games already. And they've had the toughest part of their schedule out early because they played all of their division teams. I think they have four division games already played, and it's week six, mm. which is, like, the strangest scheduling ever. Yeah, so uh, if we were to do like a like a quick wrap of our five, I think our first three, no, first four are the same, right? We got Mahomes. I mean, nope. my my one and two is only slightly different because I put the levels, Mahomes, and then levels, 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 Tua, Josh Allen, Herbert, yeah. and then it's we're interchange. For me, it's interchanging like Joe Burrow or Lamar. For you, you went Joe Burrow. I think that's a, sol a really solid list. Yeah, and then like, you know, fill out the rest of it. It's Purdy, Kirk Cousins, uh probably uh, Jalen Hurts, like he's in there somewhere. Um, I am uninspired a little bit from Jalen Hurts this season in particular, uh, but like he's there in the conversation, of course. Uh, Jared Goff's been pretty spot. solid. 
at seven. They've not been they've not been good ones either. They've been like one, pretty egregious. One to one touchdown to interception ratio for uh, Jalen Hurts. Not ideal. Not great. You hate to not see great. it. It's not ideal. It's not, it's not, not ideal. No. So that's like the top eight or so. Um, and I think that's a pretty like solid line. You, again, you get Goff in there, like nine, and then like probably Trevor Lawrence at 10. Wrap it up, tie a bow, feel pretty good about that top 10. Uh, CJ Stroud's looked amazing too. So shout out to him. Dude, I, I'm a CJ Stroud enjoyer. You are? Absolutely. He looked, also, he's looked good so far. Also an Anthony Richardson enjoyer, but not an enjoyer of his health. Dude, he's already going through it. Twice hurt twice this season already, out for the year now. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. But no, CJ's brought some fun to the Texans. So that's weird because Matt Schaub was their best quarterback ever beforehand. So 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 that's a tough scene. Once again. It it's a tough scene. Um cool. So there's our quarterback little analysis a third of the way through the season. Also a third of the way through the season. We're going to have our favorites for the Super Bowl in the AFC right now. Who are you saying is going to be in the bowl? It's always Patrick Mahomes. They're going to figure it out, man. Dude, I don't know if the rest of the NFL world is on notice yet, but their defense is really good. It's really good. It's like really good. good. And if you're yeah. asking Patrick Mahomes to only give you between 20, 20 and 23 24. points. Yeah, right. Like you're fine absolutely give me the chiefs in the super bowl okay i i think i want to agree uh it's kind of easy to say the dolphins right now but the dolphins at the end of seasons surge or drop every single year no matter who the personnel is i would like to see them change that this year as of this current moment i'll agree with you on the chiefs i feel like we're probably both going to be in agreement and say the niners on the nfc also yeah, I'd like I'd like to say the Niners, but I just feel like I can never see the Niners winning at all with someone like Brock Purdy, who's just, you know, a little bit better Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like it, I feel like we're gonna have another season of 49ers fans going, man, we're just a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's hard. Say, like, it's hard to have a great quarterback when your roster's as deep as theirs. It gets that hard. Is true. I will say though, it is hard to pick anyone else from the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl. I think um, the Eagles—we haven't seen it yet—but their their defense is going to regress. I don't think people understand how many pieces they lost on that defensive side of the ball. Um, and in all their wins, they've just looked unimpressive. Yeah, like yeah. they they were five and zero. Oh, yeah, obviously they lose to the Jets, which again, it's not that's not good. Um, but even in their five wins, they're just, just so unimpressive and just like, okay, they won the games. Cool. Yeah. And again, Jalen's not super impressed this year. So right. Chiefs, as of right now, Chiefs, Niners, we'll see what happens. We'll revisit this halfway through the season and it'll probably be more or less the same. Going into week seven, we're going to give you two games to watch or not. Well, <laughs> we're going to give you a game to watch and a game not to spectate is what we're going to call that the game <laughs> not to spectate this week there's there's honestly quite a few of them but i, 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 I was know. gonna say did we ever agree on one no but like there's a pretty there's a pretty easy one that i feel and no, that's well, let's, gonna... let's each give our pick okay it's got to be the raiders and bears 
I do not want to see the guy leading the league in interceptions versus a team that they kind of want to intentionally tank, but they're also intentionally tanking because they have no talent. Yeah. And Justin Fields isn't playing. So you have the actual worst quarterback in the league will be playing for the Bears this week, and they were already horrible. Yeah, I mean, I the only other one I was uh, I was going to point at is there's no reason to ever watch my Giants play football. Um, and the Commanders, I mean, Sam Howell's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I love what's what's it called when you would enjoy hurting yourself like i guess i'm a masochist 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 masochist. yeah i guess i'm a masochist because i'm gonna sit down at 1 p.m and watch all three hours of that game (laughs) um but i would advise no one else to watch it the game not to spectate. no horse in the race you probably won't even see it on red zone so that's cool (laughs) that's cool the uh the game's not the spectate this week so brought to you by spectators media um the spectators (laughs) game to watch though this week and this is on sunday night so everybody should be around for it you know getting ready getting cozy for to get back on monday get back to the work grind dolphins eagles if if we didn't say chiefs niners as a super bowl this would probably be the second most likely as of right now yeah this game if these two teams play to their absolute potential this game has banger written all over it i mean the Eagles, when their offense works and Jalen Hurts is running the ball and, you know, you're getting 25 to 30 carries between him and the running backs and then the passes, you know, just the the, the few passes that you ask Jalen Hurts to get. And then the Dolphins, if their offense is working beautifully, they can score 70 points. Yeah. Um, We're not going to see that. I don't think in this game. No, you no. You know, cross fingers. I don't think we're going to see that. But this is easily could be one of those games that's like, Here's a nice uh, 31 to 28 game that ends on a banger of a play. Philly's favored, two and a half point favorites. The over is 52 over under. I would probably slam that over if I were anybody betting. Wait, say that again? The over? 52. Oh my goodness. I need to log on a fan duel right now. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. I'd probably 52? go over on that. The only issue with this game is that the Dolphins are going to want to run the ball a lot and the Eagles are really good. It's stopping the run. But Tyreek's going to get two bombs, 30 yards plus. Jalen will catch a touchdown in the end zone. I think the Dolphins probably wind up winning this by a touchdown. That's how I feel. I don't think the Eagles have the firepower offensively to keep up. And the Dolphins defense is good enough. (laughs) Sorry, no, my brain was just processing. Jalen will catch a touchdown in the end zone. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The red zone, <laughs> probably, but yeah, yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. I'm just, yeah, but um, I agree. I like the Dolphins in this game, though. Yeah, and you mentioned the run game. Just the fact that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill exist, I think, opens up the run game. Yeah. Um, even as good as the Eagles can be at stopping the run, just knowing that there's these two track stars trying to run behind you, um. I think it will. Uh, the Dolphins aren't going to have their same kind of running that they've been having, but I think they they're, still not have a <laughs> they're not no, scoring seven. They're not scoring. No, no, no. Like if I, like, I think really, if, if we're going to make a really fun prediction here, I, I like 31, 28 Dolphins. I like that. Just sounds entertaining. Just sounds fun. Okay. I'm with it. Give me a fun game. Something like there. There's usually weird water in the air where the games come down to be close, even though they're not good games. This should be a good one. Watch it. Enjoy it. Because there's no 
there's no football happening this Monday. You're right. That you heard that right. The Vikings are not actually playing the Niners on Monday. That is not real. It's not happening. No, no, they are. Um, they're they're on the No, no, they're not. They're, the Vikings will just like appear on Tuesday, two and five. You just be like, how'd that happen? Like, yeah, I don't know. No, no, you can definitely watch that. It actually it could be on ABC, ESPN, ESPN. It'll be everywhere. You can actually <laughs> definitely watch that game. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> No, you should and, you, and no. what you should do is you should make sure that you at julian the cut on twitter with every single play that happens in that game Oof, just to make sure that he's play. that's just rude. <laughs> that's so rude when that first drive fumble we have hits i'm gonna just the, the marvin's room will be playing and my lights in my room will be off i'm just saying you can do better <laughs> that's all we have for you guys today ken i appreciate you coming on this is fun i hope you enjoyed yourself I, I absolutely enjoyed myself. Dude, and we'll be back sometime next week. We don't have a specific day locked in yet, but you guys will be notified of that. Keep an eye out on the socials at Spectators Media. Again, follow us. Keep up to date on the podcast and events happening in Tampa, all the news, all the good stuff, all the new content that we got coming out for you guys as well. Make sure you follow my boy Ken at underscore 24 Ken and myself at Julian the Cut on all socials. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ken. Have a great rest of your day. Later, everybody.